Welcome to the Work Camper Show, a podcast devoted to helping you discover how to finance your RV travel dreams. I'm Steve Anderson, the president of Work Camper News. Each one of our episodes will either introduce you to people who are already living the RV lifestyle or to opportunities to work short-term jobs. You'll also learn how to hit the road the right way and make the most of every opportunity. Now let's turn over today's show to your host, Greg Gerber. Thank you, Steve. This week I'll be speaking with a man who is involved with the Habitat for Humanity RV Caravanners Group. Their members travel in nearly every state helping to build lower-cost homes which people later buy. Today's episode is sponsored by The Dreamer's Journey. It's an online course and community produced by Work Camper News. Life is way too short to keep your dreams on hold, so don't be held back by fear because you were designed for more. Get started in the RV lifestyle the right way with this comprehensive guide. For just $29.95 for one year of access, Dreamers have unlimited viewing of 50 plus videos to learn things like what type of RV to buy, goal setting, how to budget for the adventure, developing a positive mindset, setting up a domicile, and operating a small business on the road, plus everything about work camping and how to find the right job for you. Each video is 30 to 90 minutes long to give you an in-depth coverage on each topic. There's no wrong time to get started, so for more information, visit www.rvdreamersjourney.com. Daniel Banks and his wife started building homes for Habitat for Humanity on weekends in 1993. They've been doing it as full-time RVers since they retired from their day jobs in 2008. They usually participate in two dozen home builds every year. He said that one of the most popular misconceptions about Habitat for Humanity is that the group builds homes only to give them away. That's not true because people buy them at cost, but the cost is considerably lower than conventionally built homes simply because most of the labor to build them is donated. The cost for some of the materials used in construction may be covered by corporate partners or donated by local businesses. Many times, home buyers also qualify for an interest-free mortgage, but in all cases, the homes are sold, not given away to private buyers. To be eligible to buy a Habitat for Humanity home, people go through an application process where they not only demonstrate a need for a low-cost home, but they must also prove they have the means to make monthly payments. The money generated from those payments is used to buy supplies to build other homes in the process of paying it forward. Daniel said there are 1,200 Habitat for Humanity affiliates in the United States and communities of all sizes. While groups in larger cities often don't have any problem attracting volunteers to build homes, the RV Caravanners Group is making a big difference by bringing volunteer labor to smaller communities. RVers can visit the Caravanners website to learn about all the upcoming projects and the length of commitment needed to participate. Volunteers can sign up to work on any project anywhere as long as they are capable of honoring that commitment. The projects are often short-term in nature, where help is needed for a week or up to a month. Many caravanners are full-time RVers who take advantage of the free or low-cost RV sites volunteers receive for participating in the project. Few of the affiliate sites build so many homes, they have a continual need for volunteers, so they develop their own RV park to accommodate them. Some volunteers stay in one area for a while so they can participate in multiple home builds. It's a good way to reduce RV expenses while still enjoying an opportunity to explore the area. 
to tell us more about the RV Caravanners program and what it's like to be a work camper supporting the organization, please welcome Daniel Banks to the show. Hi, Daniel. Thank you very much for coming on the show today. Tell us a little bit about yourself and what Caravanners is all about. Thank you for the opportunity to share with your audience about the the Habitat RV Caravanner program. Habitat for Humanity is a nonprofit organization. We do not give away homes to people. People actually buy them at cost. The cost of the homes is kept lower because we use volunteer labor. We use donations from corporate entities as well as uh, local providers that might provide material for roofing or windows or some of their labor for uh, contractor services and that sort of thing. But we go through a process with individuals who apply, and they must show a need, and they must show an ability to make a payment. As I said, we're not giving away the houses. They are buying them. We typically will do a 20 to a 30-year mortgage, and most often they are interest-free mortgages. The payments on the homes is used to buy materials for another family down the road. We'll call it pay it forward. Many affiliates around the country, there are about 1,200 of them, these affiliates are located in smaller communities. Obviously, we have affiliates in large communities, as in Austin or Albuquerque or Denver or what have you. But many of the affiliates are in small locations. They have a harder time in attracting volunteers to come and help with the building program. Hence, the creation of the RV Caravanner program. People with RVs typically travel. Is that the point of an RV, Mm -hmm. I thought? Yes. So if they can travel, they can travel around the country at their choosing to go to a Habitat affiliate that is looking for help. Let me explain how it works. On a website, habitat.org slash RV is a listing of all of the Habitat affiliates that are seeking help from the Caravanner program. They can search on this website by either date or by state. So if a, if a, if a person in an RV was thinking that they had time in between other uh, things that they're doing in their life, and they had some time perhaps in the summer, and they thought, well, why don't we see what's available? They could look on the website through the months uh, the, uh, that they're looking at and say, oh, look, in, in August in Sheridan, Wyoming, they're doing a two-week build. Why don't we sign up for that and go do it? And hence, that would be the way it would work. I need to stress that the program is established. We have a committed set of volunteers who man what we call our RV caravan or desk, and this is the mechanism by which the affiliates communicate to the program what they want. They sign up and say, we would like to have this many people at this specific time. We try and solicit those volunteers through the website, listing those dates, We ask people to sign up on the website, which is a commitment that they would go, 
then we connect them. We would provide a team leader for the group that, that's going to actually be there, and the group, the team leader interacts and, and is the liaison between the Caravanner team and the local affiliate. That reduces the number of repeat questions about things. So if that Caravanners have questions, they ask the team leader. The team leader will ask the question of the uh, affiliate, and it doesn't have to be repeated because uh, the questions will still go to the team leader, and the team leader can then answer the questions if they've been asked before. So it's a fairly organized – so what, what, what I guess I'm saying is that we don't want to have people self-deploy. That is, don't just drive up to a Habitat affiliate and say, oh, I'm here, can I help? <laughs> that, that, that throws a little monkey wrench sometimes into a, a building program uh, or, or building plan that a local affiliate might have. Okay. Now, is this is Habitat for Humanity something that was started by Jimmy Carter, or is he just very actively involved in it? Jimmy Carter did not start Habitat for Humanity. It was actually started by a man by the name of Millard Fuller. It, uh, Jimmy Carter, however, was our most recognized, and I, and I, I hate to call it this, but he was our celebrity face. <laughs> he was our draw for people, who, and, and it worked well. Um, he's still, as of last year, active. I don't know about this year. Um, and maybe last year before last, before COVID. Um, he, he and he and Rosslyn were still building. Uh, and, and they are very ardent supporters of the program. But no, he didn't start it. Mm-hmm. So I've been looking on the website of the available builds, and they are in every, almost every state. You've got something going on. And it we is. We even have builds going on in Hawaii, but I don't know very many people are going to drive their rigs to Hawaii. Hard to do we that. Have a build, <laughs> we, we have builds going on in Alaska. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's and, a, that's a, and it sounds like they're short term, so it's something that RVers can do or work campers can do between their paid jobs. That it's, is correct. It's not typically they're about two weeks in duration. However, there are a couple of three of them that are three weeks in duration. Many of the people who are in the caravan program are full-time RVers. They will use the website to help plan their travel, north to south, east to west, whatever, throughout the year, to minimize their housing costs. Uh, travel is going to be there. It's no, I mean, you're in an RV, you're going to travel. But the housing costs can be reduced because a number of the affiliates have either their own RV campsites and typically, they will offer very reduced rates, sometimes free, for the caravanners when they're there at their build, uh, you know, when they've signed up and they come. The, some of them have made arrangements with commercial campsites, and the rates can sometimes be reduced. Um, there, are, there are some. Uh, I can mention two, three of them, just off four of them, Mason, Texas, Alice, Texas, Hobbs, New Mexico, Las Cruces, New Mexico. They all have their own RV parks, and they don't charge anything for the uh, camping fee. So what I was going to say is that many of the uh, full-timers will sometimes sign up for two or three back-to-back builds so they can stay two weeks, four weeks, six weeks, eight weeks in a site where they're not having to pay camping. That's really Electric, water, sewer. Um, And it's a draw. 
understand, we have, as I said, we have about 1,200 affiliates around the country. Many of them have realized that the more attractive they make their offer, if I could use that term, the more people that will take their offer. They will have more people signing up and wanting to come and build. It's just like any product on the market. You uh, uh, try to attract a, 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 an audience. Mm-hmm. Now, once they get to a job site, what are some of the tasks that the caravanners do? The caravanners uh, come from a wide variety of background and experiences. We will be asked to do whatever job needs to be done at the build site and that particular stage of construction. We have done mixing concrete and bags and wheelbarrows and pouring concrete. We have laid uh, uh, built walls. We have laid decking on top of walls for uh, for the roof. We have done drywall. And we have done some stucco work. We have done now under under the direction of a licensed plumber. We may be asked to participate or allowed to participate in the plumbing. The same thing with an electrical. Uh, operation, the electrician may say, okay, I have, I have, I have reason to believe that you guys can uh, reasonably run the wiring. This is where I want it to go. The electrician will make the final connections. Um, so just about anything that happens in a house are jobs that uh, caravanners can do. So let's start, talk for a moment about someone who says, I don't have any skills or I don't have those skills. One of the missions of the Habitat program in its volunteer efforts is to show people how to do things that they don't know how to do. We provide tools and we provide instruction and we can teach you. We can teach you how to use a hammer, how to use a chop saw, how to use a skill saw, how to do any of the things. And many of the caravanners come out with knowing things that they didn't know when they got there, and they would have shared with others things they knew that others didn't. So it is a wonderful way to meet people, work with people, and build relationships with people that come from all over around the country from various backgrounds uh, and, and lifestyles. Now, am I understanding this correctly, that an RVer can show up at a job site and not have any tools, and the tools are there and ready and available for them, so they're not like having to fill up a storage compartment in their RV with all the tools they'd need to build a home? They're already provided at the job site. You are correct, and I I will say it the other way. If you have tools that you like to work with and that you're comfortable with, bring them with you if you wish, because you are allowed to use them if... If they are OSHA approved, uh, we can't have uh, power cords that are that are cut or whatever. <laughs> they, the OSHA won't allow them on the job site. But uh, other than those things, uh, yes, you can bring your own, but you're not required to bring your own. It is recommended, but not mandatory, that you have a small tool belt with which you have maybe a pencil or a speed square, a tape measure, or a pocket. I mean, a razor knife. Uh, some of the you know very most basic kinds of tools that you use on on many kinds of jobs, but it's not required. The level of experience that somebody has to have is none. They've never built a house before, or maybe even done some projects in the house of the, the they owned, but they wouldn't consider themselves master builders to build a house. But you've got 
tasks there that they would be able to do. That is that is correct. Uh, one of the things in my experience has been the, uh, and it's a it's a joyful thing to see. Someone will show up and they don't have any any skills, but what they have is a desire to learn something. And and during the course of the couple of weeks that you're together, you find out <clears throat> that they may have a. A, a plan for their if they're not full time in an RV they may have a house and they have to plan that I want to put on a porch or I want to make a deck or I, I want to do this or something at my house but I really don't know how so I'm I want to learn some of these skills and they do uh, painting now, people don't know how some people don't know how to paint then they learn they can learn how to paint if we're at that point in painting I mean we're not just going to go paint just to, just to paint but you can learn things. And as I said, you can also teach people things that you don't know. Are they building a house in two weeks from start to finish? No, this is not extreme makeover. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, I will tell you, in my experience, I, I did participate in a build in Carlsbad, New Mexico, about 25 years ago. We started on a Saturday morning at about 7.30. We had a crew of maybe 15 or 16 individuals with, you know, some uh, some of those people were, were supervisory type. Um, so we divided up into small, small, smaller units, smaller teams. But we were able to take from a concrete slab on Saturday morning early to Sunday evening at about 5.30 or 6 o'clock, we had built a structure that's dried in. That means the walls were up, the outside covering was on the wall, and the roof was on, and it was not going to get wet. This now, that's a lot of work to be done in two days. But we had a very, very harmonious uh, group of people that worked well together. They didn't know each other when, when we got started. They were just, you know, just strangers to each other, but but we worked well together and we got it done and we were absolutely flabbergasted that we had gotten that much done in two weeks. That's not typical. <laughs> this kind of reminds me of the old-fashioned Amish barn raisings where everybody gets together and in a day or two they've got a whole new barn built for somebody. Well, that, that happens occasionally if we are at the uh, initial construction uh the rough construction section where we're building walls, we will assemble the walls and stand them up. And so we'll have everybody that's, that's available lift, actually raise raising the wall, barn raising, raising the walls. They'll have people, you know, uh, by the end of the day and you've got all the walls stood up around this house and wow, you know, mm-hmm. it looks like a, a skeleton, but I mean, it, it's, it, it's fun. And it, it's, it's the thing about the, the habitat, caravan or program is that we're helping the partner family build their home because part of the requirement in the in the habitat program for the homeowner is that they have to do sweat equity that means they have to be out there helping us a certain number of hours help with their house and if they can't don't get enough of their hours on their house then they help on the next house and so they're building something for themselves, but they're also building with the people that are building it. And that is also heartwarming and joyful to watch and experience the, the homeowners uh, building their house. How many hours a day do you think that the caravanners are working at a job site? It varies by affiliate. 
the the typical house building uh, construction program works about six hours a day. What the, the caravanner program consists of primarily are retired people. We're a little older. We work about six hours a day, uh, five days a week, a couple of days off, work another six hours a day for another five days. It will depend. Now, we have other builds besides just a normal house build. These are called disaster builds. And in the disaster build, uh, there are a few things that are a little different because there is the pressure to get these houses built because they've had a disaster in the area. And they may work longer and harder uh, because because of that time pressure. What somebody would do is they're watching the news and there's a flood or some sort of natural disaster uh, underway. They can help the caravanners within a couple of weeks. They shouldn't go there right away because they're still trying to dig out from all of that. But within a couple of weeks or a couple of months, they can help restore that area and build the homes for people who really need them. The RV Caravanner Program and the Disaster Rebuild we do not. We're not first responders. We have discovered that it takes a community at least six months from the disaster before their population has recovered sufficiently to make decisions. They've got. They've got. They've got to establish the infrastructure, and the individuals living there, the citizenry, have got to make decisions about whether they're going to continue to live in that community. Can they have get a job in that community? Do that. Is this what they want? And it takes about six months. It 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 went so far as when we were asked to go to High River in Canada after a flood. Uh, the librarian was telling me that at first the people came to the remove re- relocated library because the other one had been flooded out, but they came to the library not for books. They came to the library because they wanted to use the computer and reach out and talk to people and family members that were away. It took at least six months before someone came in and wanted to uh, check out a book. It takes about six months before people are able to recover and start coming back to a little bit of uh, semblance of, of normal life. Mm-hmm. So we can't we can't go in. I mean, if an affiliate is going to have to acquire property, they have to get their building permits. They have to get their the the, the, the diagrams and, and the, the building plans of what they're going to build. They have to have applicants who can apply. They have to be qualified. So we don't go into a disaster area until about six months after the disaster. Okay. How many people are part of, or how many caravanners are on a typical job site? Again, it will depend upon the affiliate and the affiliate's request. In Alice, Texas, they build one house a year. They do all of their fundraising for this one effort that they do once a year. They do their building in two stages. There is an initial build of three weeks, followed by two or three weeks interim, where because by the end of the three weeks, they will have had that house dried in. At that point, interior subcontractors, the, elect, the plumbers, the electricians, uh, uh, all this other stuff that has to happen, that's when they do their work. Then there is a final three-week build, and that finishes off the house. 
So that house can be done in three months. Okay. But the number of people that are going to be assigned to that particular house will vary by project, right. I'm sure. Uh, but the Correct. Point is- now, 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 now this Alice affiliate asks for 10 units, 10 rigs. That's typically because we travel in couples mostly, but not always. So that's about 20 people. Many of the build sites only ask for four rigs because that's all they can handle. Maybe they don't have a, enough construction supervision to handle more than you know eight people working on a job site. Uh, so it varies it, it, from four to to ten. Uh, I'm, I'm not aware of one where they've asked for more than ten, unless we're doing a monstrous job where we have 250 people showing up. Part of the caravanners also deal with uh, AmeriCorps and Collegiate Challenge individuals. Uh, we used to have Collegiate Challenge where it's spring break. College kids could come and do something. So the local place uh, towns might have a church where they can have the, the students stay in a church, and we'll use caravanners as adjunct uh, construction supervision and uh, and construction work to work alongside the kids, teaching the kids skills that they've... We had a bunch of people come from New York once. They didn't even know what a hammer was. <laughs> so we had we had to teach them what a hammer is and how you use it and what nails are and how you use them. And uh, we don't start off using power tools right away. I mean, when, when we have that kind of a situation. So you're, you're a substitute grandparent to some extent. And it, it's... It's really wonderful to have this opportunity to help somebody learn something that, that they wouldn't otherwise have learned. And you get the good feelings of, the, of helping somebody else, the homeowner, build a house, but also people working with it. I mean, you're, they're learning something, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, the point being that you're not going to be alone on this site. Uh, you no. And if you show up as a couple, it's not just the two of you who are doing all the work to build this house. There are other people who are going to be in the project with you and experienced people that are working alongside you to show you what to do so that you don't have to worry about making any mistakes. Absolutely correct. And we do not have a man's job and a woman's job. There's just the jobs to do. There are also some affiliates where if you've come, for example, now I haven't said that about no man's job and woman's job, but if you show up and it's you and your wife and your wife doesn't want to go do the, the construction stuff, but she might be willing to go help out in a restore, then that's certainly available. I mean, we come to help the affiliate do what the affiliate needs to have done. How long have you been doing this for Habitat for Humanity? We, my wife and I have been with Habitat for Humanity since about 1993 when we started working with the local affiliate where we lived and on the weekends and after our day jobs. Uh, in about 2007 or 2008, uh, retired from the day jobs, we got an RV and we joined the Caravanner program and we've been doing it ever since. And how many jobs would you do or say you do every year? I don't, that, that's, that's very difficult because my particular use in habitat is, yes, I go help build on, on houses and whatnot, and we've done maybe 25 or so. Back in 2010, there was a tornado that went through Kentucky and into Indiana, 
and my wife and I were uh, asked to go to Kentucky to lead the habitat effort with this disaster. It happened in March. We didn't go until September. When we got there, uh, the town still was devastated. The, the roads hadn't been completed yet, and I mean, and there was no place for volunteers. I mean, it, it was such massive destruction. Uh, families were living with families in garages, and and there was no place for any place anybody else. So we had to help build an RV park, and we had to. Uh, be coordinators for getting caravan teams to come every two weeks. Now that we had a Harvey park that we could park them in. And so we were building houses like crazy. And that was my skill set. So I was asked to go down there and work with the affiliate to help develop their plan, their response to the, uh, to the, the tornado. So it's 10 miles outside of Oklahoma City. But there are people that go and do multiples of, of tens and twenties uh, every year. I mean, as, as, as many times as they can. Very good. What kind of RV do you have? I have a Winnebago, and Winnebago has been a corporate sponsor for the RV Caravanner program now for about eight years. Uh, they're a wonderful corporation. They help us out a lot. But mine is a 2003 Winnebago Brave. Okay, very good. How long have you been RVing? Since I retired. So, um, and the full time, the, the entire time has been involved with the Caravanner program? Yes, sir. Very good. What are your, some of your favorite places that you've been to? Or favorite projects you've worked at? I like Dallas, Texas. and I, uh, but, but Dallas, Texas is the most popular build site in the RV Caravanner program. And the reason for it is very simple. Uh it carries a, a byline of this is a 10-pound build. What that means is you will gain 10 pounds over the time you're there. If you go in February, which is the first of the three weeks, the fairgrounds is having their barbecue cook-off. And by the way, you're staying in the fairgrounds, and it's free, uh, water and electric and sewer. Uh, and at the barbecue cook-off is going on, and they're sharing all of the meats with the caravanners. And when they leave, they give the meats to the caravanners. Oh, cool. So it's very good, very good food. That's neat. Uh, what are some of the other so, perks that you get to enjoy through this? Well, if, 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 if you have an avid fisherman or someone who likes to be out biking or camp or hiking or uh, whatnot, I mean, you, you can pick spots to go. And as I say, you're working maybe six hours a day. You've got plenty of time to do this other stuff, uh, you sightsee. And, of course, you, if you're going to be there for two weeks, you've got to buy groceries and do your laundry and all that stuff. But you have an opportunity to do some of these other things, too, and places a part of the country you haven't been, if, if that's the case. Um, there's just so many wonderful aspects of being able – I mean, this is the RV life. You can go where you want, when you want and pretty much do what you want. Mm-hmm. If people wanted more information about how to get involved, where could they get it? The Habitat.org website. Uh, they can, as, as you found out, you can see lots of things on that website that are um, of interest. 
Well, this has been very interesting, Daniel. I really appreciate it. I know that there's a lot of need for these kind of jobs around the country, and it's wonderful that our viewers can step in and work. And we talk about short term, like two weeks, come in there and really make a difference in somebody else's life. So I would encourage a lot of our viewers to hook up with you folks and uh, do this between jobs. Thank you. That is our goal. We are getting older and we need new blood. I'd like to thank Daniel Banks for coming on the show to describe Habitat for Humanity's RV Caravanner program and how work campers can get involved in the organization to build low-cost homes for people to buy. The program was developed to appeal specifically to work campers who enjoy working short-term gigs and moving on to other jobs or activities. Tools are provided for work campers to use, although they are allowed to use their own tools as long as they're OSHA approved. Volunteers don't have to be experienced in any trade. They just show up at a scheduled job site to be trained on what to do and how to do it. Yet Daniel said people can learn valuable skills they can later apply to a variety of maintenance or building projects of their own. This is not a type of extreme makeover situation where a house is built from start to finish in just a few days. The projects take weeks to complete. However, there are various stages in the building process where volunteers are needed to do specific things and they can volunteer to help with only those stages. For example, some caravanners may be used to frame a house and build walls, while others will be used to shingle roofs and paint walls. For most projects, caravanners put in six-hour days for five days, then take a few days off and start all over again. In disaster areas, people may work longer hours and more days just because of the tremendous pressure to build homes. However, most projects are not as time-sensitive. There are always multiple people participating in any of the building projects. It's not as though a husband and wife show up by themselves and are expected to construct the building. Most job sites have eight or more caravanners working at the same time. For more information about Habitat for Humanity and the RV Caravanners program, people can visit www.habitat.org. Then look for RV Caravanners under the Volunteer tab. On that page, there's a link to view upcoming projects the number of RV sites that are available, and whether they are free or offered at a lower cost. Volunteering to build houses is a wonderful way for work campers to fill in for a few weeks between job assignments or to simply make the world a better place. Today's episode is sponsored by Work Camper News. With its diamond and platinum membership tools, Work Camper News is much more than just a job listing website. When you put the tools of this professional service into action, You'll find out just how easy it can be to turn your work camping dreams into reality. The one-year memberships open the door to a one-stop shop for all things work camping. Being the original resource for work camping, you'll find the largest number of job listings, be able to connect with the community of work campers, and view resources compiled by experts who've been enjoying the RV lifestyle for many years. If you're serious about leading a successful and enjoyable work camping lifestyle, then a diamond or platinum membership is for you. You can even get started with a free 30-day trial by visiting www.workcamper.com forward slash trial. Embark on new adventures today with the support of Work Camper News behind you. That's all I have for this week's show. Next week will be a surprise because I'm interviewing several employers this week, so we'll see who has the greatest need and pop them into the lineup for the next episode of The Work Camper Show. Thanks for listening.